This is the EWN Podcast Network. We all have lives filled with stories. Those stories make us who we are, and they are all important. Welcome to Epic Stories. I'm your host, Jean Tillery, and I want to share a story with you. Two weeks ago, I introduced the concept of the dream manager, and since then, I've spent some time really thinking about how we have lost the ability to dream. We speak to our children about dreaming big. We tell them they can be anything they want and that they can reach for the stars. But somewhere along the line, the dialogue changes. It sounds something like this. You can be anything but. I remember having that conversation with my youngest son. All he wanted from the time he could walk was to be a professional baseball player. He played the game often on more than one team at a time. He watched the game. He studied the game. He was online watching training videos and signing himself up for camps and combines. He worked and he planned and he dreamt. At some point, I said, well, you know, very few people actually get to the majors. Then it went on to being, you won't be able to make it with those stats. And then all of a sudden it was, you need to do this and you need to do that. And you can't do this and you can't do that. I remember one particular conversation. He was taking a computer class and not doing well in his keyboarding skills. We were driving on our way probably to some baseball practice, and when I questioned him about the trouble he was having, he responded with, well, mom, there's no keyboarding in baseball. Although I had to appreciate his humor and the League of Their Own reference, I was disappointed in how I handled the rest of the conversation. Now, I will say I tried to still be encouraging I told him that there were lots of ways that he could be involved in professional baseball without actually playing. And most of the ways, you'd need to have keyboarding skills. He could be a scout, a team manager. He could work for a team owner. Heck, he could be a team owner. He could work for a stadium, work for a sponsor. He could work with a double-A or a single-A team. But not once did I say that he could actually have a career playing baseball. I wonder now if it would have made a difference. He continued to play all through high school and he loved it, but I did notice a bit of a shift in his feelings as he went on. He still played ball and he still loved it, but he started seeing other things in life that were being offered. When it came time to make plans for college, he had to decide if he wanted to go to a school where he could play ball or a school that would offer him the best education in the field that he wanted to get into. That decision was 100% his own, and I'm glad he chose the way he did, but it does make me wonder, as we go through life working to pay the bills, working to buy a car and a house, to have kids, to provide support to our parents when they need it, we must do so with intention and a thought to the dreams that we have for ourselves and our future. This episode is an epic replay recorded years ago. It is a conversation that I had with my dream manager at the time, Michelle, and we continue the conversation about dreaming and the power of having a dream manager. 
Welcome, everyone. It is another episode and the continuation of what I started last week when I was talking about dreams and dream managers. And I think every dreamer, including myself, needs someone to help guide them through the process. So today I have Michelle, who is my dream manager, um, and she's helping lead me through the process, too, because we all... We all need a guide and we all need a cheerleader. And that's kind of what she does for me. So, Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about introducing you to everyone. Um, But first, I have to know, how did you hear about the Dream Manager program? Oh, boy. Um, It was a few years ago. I was actually, um, I follow Matthew Kelly. Um, he's the founder of Floyd Consulting and obviously the, you know, the author of the book. Um, but it was through Dynamic Catholic and his work there that I found the dream manager. I was actually looking for some other books and stumbled upon it and been hooked ever since, obviously. <laughs> so it, it, it does that. That's exactly the same, almost the same story that I had. Um, I found Matthew through a different process and then went online and pretty much bought every book that he'd written. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I have them. Yeah. Um, Cause he's, he's really got a great way of thinking. And I was always so surprised at how young he was when he started uh, yeah. really talking about these things that are life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dream manager program, I think is one of those. What about the process led you to decide that you wanted to be actually become a dream manager? Well, I became a coach and, about 10 years ago and um, started my own coaching business. It was through IPEC and worked with mostly businesses, a little bit of life coaching, but mostly businesses. And then for some reason, I ended up back in the corporate world. I still have my practice part-time, but not, not full-time. Um, and just always felt like I had a calling to do this coaching work with people um, and the corporate world, I was always um, in a leadership position and working with people. And although I never use the word dreams, I feel like I was sort of doing uh, the process that Matthew outlines within the book. You know, it was based on a true story in a company where they wanted to improve employee engagement, reduce turnover. And I felt like a lot of the work that I had been doing all this time in my leadership roles really aligned with Matthew's principles throughout the book. Yeah. Well, and that's actually brings up one of the great points that I wanted to make um, that the dream manager program, the the whole theory was designed in a corporate setting Um, and it's a great employee incentive incentive. And before we started um, recording, I had mentioned that how impressed I was at the number of companies that actually use this as an employee benefit. I mean, it is a real um, game changer for businesses and and getting their employees really committed to the company and engaged in what they're doing. Um, I saw when I first read the book, the, the correlate, the correlation between really what we do as a job how we, you know, make money. And at this point in time, especially with everything going on in the world, it may not be your dream job. I mean, you may be out there, you know, hustling, 
waiting tables or working in retail because you have to bring a paycheck in. But that doesn't mean that that right. job is who you are or what you are and how you can take that um, and really make something bigger out of it. And it changes your attitude at work when you start realizing there's a reason that I'm working and it's not just to bring home this paycheck. I mean, I have things in my heart and kind of my soul that I'm designed to do on this earth. And I always talk about, you know, we're all created for a purpose and that the world would be different if even one of us was not here doing what we were supposed to do. So I like the way that that really kind of brings that home. Um, And I, when I read the dream manager, I really wanted to see how we could take it outside of the corporate and, and I, cause I think everybody, I think every high school student, I think every college student, I think every parent, <laughs> I think everybody that teaches, you know, Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or, you know, coaches a baseball team needs to have this understanding because the way we look at dreams and what you want to do when you grow up and who you're going to be and what school you're going to be, there's a big difference between really what's in your heart are you designed to do and what does society tell you to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are uh, touching those communities, just so you know. Um, We do uh, have this program within many, many schools across the country uh, through our Building a Better Future program. It is based on the Dream Manager, but it's specifically designed for teachers and principals in schools. Um, so that is out there. And I can tell you, you know, you mentioned something uh, quickly, Jean, you know, the impact of COVID on our world last year, I think that really also gave so many people the time to think about where they are in their life. And that has really, um, you know, spurred on a lot of um, incoming calls to us as an organization looking for the dream manager life coaching experience. So um, it's not just CEOs and um, corporate that are uh, totally engaged with the dream manager concept. I'm getting more and more people like yourself that are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs that, you know, do consulting and coaching and other areas and are actually adding this to their, uh, what they offer because so many people once they read the book, they totally get it. Like they want to experience the dream manager program, you know, from um, the dream storming to just identifying the dreams, making those dreams happen. And it's, it's just an intentional way to make your dreams happen. And I was really excited because when we, um, if you had read, if you had listened to my very first podcast, which was kind of the long drawn out story of how I got here and how the podcast even came about um one of the things that really struck me was that when we read the book it was i brought it to my bible study only because that was my group of people back then right um and we read it and there was quite a few people in the group that were like what the heck you know didn't they didn't get it and that's fine some people don't mm-hmm But the small group of us that did, we kind of did our own thing. And we started our own dream manager program where we met every three months and we made a list of 100 dreams and we talked about our dreams and we 
you know, would choose a long-term dream and a short-term dream. And we would, you know, kind of talk about what we were going to do to get there. So it was by no means Matthew's program, but it was kind of an organized, you know, working together. And, how and did the, that difference, work out? the difference it made in that small group. I mean, we had, and actually I'm going to interview um, one of my friends that was a part of that original group who ended up going back to college and getting a nursing degree. Her whole life changed. Wow. Um and I love the fact that even though we, we did that for a couple of years and sometimes you would get really good at it and we'd be really involved and then it would kind of, you know, tinker out, but it changed the way you think about these things that are important in your life, these dreams. Right. And even though you're not regularly meeting, they still make a difference. So that's why I liked the idea of having a dream storm. Mm -hmm. because you know people can get involved with the coaching and that's great that's what I'm here for I want to help lead them through this process that Matthew developed but the important part is dreaming and right. so how would you explain a dream storm to someone and well, why that's important okay so, well yeah that's the beginning right you have to really look at um because usually when you say dreams and people will come up with usually material dreams like i want to go you know buy a house i want this kind of a house i want this kind of a car again material things financial is always a big one you know i want to retire when i'm 65 or maybe younger 60. um so you'll get people that can um articulate those dreams pretty quickly, but there's 12 categories in all that um, Matthew talks about. And that's where you really do some inner work, I'm going to call it. So really think about your life, how you're, you know, what's your level of satisfaction in all areas of your life, not just the material and the financial, because there are so many more, the emotional the psychological, the character, the legacy, you know, what do you want to be known for, you know, or what do you want to leave, you know, when you leave this earth at some point in time, you know, and again, it gets back to living intentionally. Um, and again, the 12 categories are fun. Uh, you know, again, adventure is one that a lot of people come up with, you know, in terms I of think, traveling. I think mine was pretty much like 80% adventure. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, and again, it just helps you become, when you talk about, you know, again, Matthew's becoming the best version of yourself. It's not just what you own or how much money you have. It's all those things. It's those 12 categories and being satisfied and intentional with those 12 categories in your life. Um, and again, most of us don't sit down and really think about that. I know. So, I know. Or if you do, it's way too late to do anything about it. Right. Um, yeah. It's never too late. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, you, right. every, you know, because we're, my whole philosophy with Epic Living with Gene is that, you know, every day can be epic. It doesn't right. matter where you are. And, and the, the philosophy behind this started um, watching my father, who was diagnosed with um, colon cancer mm -hmm. and was given three months to live. Um, and he ended up, living a year and a half, but watching his attitude through that time really moved me. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was a lot about, you know, today really sucks, but tomorrow, you know, I'm going to do what I can do tomorrow. And the day after that, it right. might be a good day, might be a bad day. Um, but the thing I find interesting 
relating that to dreams is I can't remember what year I actually wrote down my first 100 dreams. I want to say it was about 2016. Mm-hmm. No, it was earlier than that. Uh, anyway, I found my original book. Oh, wow. And I had started a journal. Um, we all, that was part of our thing. We all had to have a brand new journal to list our dreams in. Um, mm-hmm. And so I used that one for a while. And then I ended up, when I started with my kids, I started a new one. But how many of the same dreams were on the original list that are still there now? Mm-hmm. And you kind of laughed at me when we talked about um, how easy it was when we did the training for me to list my 100 dreams. It, it took me like 10 minutes, but I've been doing <laughs> this for, for a long time. So I have right. I have a standard 100. But some of those have been on there for a while. And then mm-hmm. some of those have left. Right. You know, some of them have changed. There are things that just, as I've moved on through my life, aren't as important as they were. And that was right. really fascinating to me, um, you know, going back to looking at, you know, what's been going on last year. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who, my, some of their dreams might have changed. You know, right. they may have financial all of a sudden might take a much more important role um, in your dreams than it did you know, two years ago before all, you know, all of a sudden you start, had to start wor- worrying about where your paycheck was going to come from. Um, I know family has probably changed a lot. Have mm-hmm. you seen those kind of changes over time too? Oh yeah, a- absolutely. And, you know, again, I've had several clients that, you know, they come up with a dream and one month later I meet with them. They're like, okay, that dream was done. <laughs> It, it happened and it happened that quickly. And it was yep. a matter of, they literally said to me, I never focused on it. And the minute I focused on it, I got it done. Yeah. So it's some of that too, you know, yeah. now that happened to be a material one, but still, and then I have, you know, other people, some of their dreams have a lot of tentacles to them. Right. So there's a, there's a big, I call it the overarching dream, but there's a lot to it. Like I have one client who I love working with. And she was like, you know, I just need to get my act together in terms of, you know, I need to get my will done. I need a financial planner. Like if I really want to retire when I'm 65, so that's the overarching dream. I've got all these other things that I've got to get, get it, you know, get it in order, like going through her paperwork and she had piles everywhere. So again, that that's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight, but she stays focused on it. Um, well, and I anyway. and I love that because that brings in something that we again we talked about before we started was the difference between dreams and goals, right? Because so many people <clears throat> lump dreams into kind of out there someday, you know, nice things to have, but you know, making goals are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And what I mentioned to you before we started was that, you know, I, I really see that backwards because you can have goals, but the goals don't really mean anything if they're not helping you get to really what your heart's desire is, is what your dreams are. Right. Um, and yes, once you identify those dreams, there's going to be things that you need to do to make them happen. Right. Um, you know, if you're one of my dreams is to go to Ireland and go horseback riding on the beach somewhere. I don't have any idea. I was probably in a movie somewhere. (laughs) Um, 
but that was just one of those things that's, that's always been there. So I got to figure out, you know, I don't even, my passport's not even valid right now, you know, and save up there the money go. and research. So a lot of these dreams do have steps that you have to go through, which is right. why it's great having a dream manager like yourself to lead us through. Um, what was the example that, uh, tell everybody with the example that you gave me when we talked about that, about children. Well, you know, again, what, when you're talking to children, I don't think you ask them what their goals are. You, you usually ask them, you know, what is your dreams? You know, what are you dreaming about? And I don't know where that, that changes as you get older, you know, dreams become something only children do. Um, and then we have to be goal driven. You know, I think it's society sort of does that to us. Um, like anything else, you watch children play and how open they are to all those things. Um, but I, I think, you know, just to get back to that, difference between the dreams and the goals. I feel like dreams really encapsulate your deeper level of satisfaction. So if you think of dreams in terms of, you know, that's something I really want and not that it's not attainable, but it, it has, you know, the emotional psychological pieces of your life wrapped around it. Um, and again, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, dreams are just so much more um, rich for people to think about. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I like to bring up, and I wasn't going to mention this because I was going to write it because I've got the perfect picture that goes along with it, but it fits in here. So dreams don't always have to be big and huge. Um, one of our original group, her dream was, did you ever see the movie um, Miss Congeniality? Oh, yeah. Okay. So in the in the movie, Sandra Bullock takes all of the contestants out to this bar Mm -hmm. And they do this drum painting thing where they're banging on the drums and the paint's flying everywhere. Um, well, one of the girls, I'm not going to mention her name. Um, she always thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And she goes, I've always wanted to do that. So I just happened to be um, on an online auction picking up some stuff for a charity that I work with and saw a set of drums that I bid $15 on and got them. And so I set up a drum paint party for her oh, and fine. there was about 10 of us there and they were all women. And my husband, we had a bonfire going and I had this tent set up with um, a tarp around the back. So we didn't get paint everywhere and just had the best time. That's awesome. And I never would have done that. I mean, I thought it was really cool in the movie, but if it hadn't been her motivation and she cried, we didn't tell her what we were doing. And she uh -huh. just cried. It was just so moving to her that we would take the time to help her make this dream come true. And it was, you know, $30 worth of drums and paints, right. um, but a really, really great night. And then a great picture of all of us covered in, <laughs> from head to toe with paint everywhere. That's um, great. So, you know, what category, you know, would that have fit in? It's just fun. And so I think, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be overwhelming, overreaching. It can just be a day, let's do something, you know, go to the park and you know, go to the zoo, you know, something that you normally don't do. Right. Um, that is very easy. You can just, you know, mark that off your list just with one afternoon. Absolutely. Um, so being a dream manager, what has been your favorite part of that role? Um, oh boy. Well, my favorite part is just watching people grow and accomplish their dreams. And, 
you know, one other thing I just want to say about the dream manager process is it is a process. So I always tell people before we even start that we, we're going to enjoy the process, not just keep trying to get to the end. Yeah. Because that's, that's the part of life that we forget. Um, So I think, you know, I love all of my clients are fantastic. They're all so different. They all have different dreams, but they're very committed and motivated to accomplish those dreams. So it's so fun for me when they, you know, from month to month and they, they look back and go, wow, I've really accomplished a lot and never thought I could in that amount of time. I think the other thing for me being a dream manager is I learn so much from other people. And so many times people tell me some of their dreams. I'm like, oh, I I want that dream. Like I talked to one of my clients and he was taking his kids tubing for the weekend during the winter. And I'm like, I haven't been tubing in probably 20 years. So I wrote it on my dream list. I'm like, I want to go tubing. So again, it's just really engaging. And again, so satisfying. It's really feels like my life purpose. And I just love it. Well, I I am so glad that I found you because you have made my process of dreaming that much better. Um, Again, you know, I've come a long way from our little group that, you know, we had our little Facebook group talking about, um, you know, different vacations that we wanted to take. And Mm -hmm. that has really grown to, you know, changing characteristics and, 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 you know, emotional dreams and, and areas that I never really, um, anticipated back then and when we started. So it's right. been a wonderful ride. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that we had this opportunity to bring you on to hear a little bit about what you think about the dream manager program. And I thank you so much for um, checking in this early in the morning with me. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I look forward to our next dream meeting so I can fill you in on how far I've accomplished on my dream goal. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed the story, let me know by sharing it using the hashtag Epic Stories Podcast or leave a comment on my Epic Living with Gene Facebook page. Head to my website, epiclivingwithgene.com to learn more about what it means to live epic. While you're there, download my free guide, Seven Ways to Start Living Epic to Take Your First Steps. If you'd like to learn more about my Dream Manager program or just want to chat about what Epic might look like in your life, reach out and we'll set up a call. See you next time. I hope you go out and live Epic today and every day. And remember, it's all about the story.